0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, we got the window open this time. Let's, uh... Let's let people really hear what the brown okay. line sounds like. chucka chugga choo choo You know? We'll, uh, we'll let the brown line run one time with the window open. <laughs> give people the real deal, and then we'll shut her yeah. down. How about that, huh? That sounds like fun. <laughs> okay. Oh, here's the train. Wait, All hold right, on. guys. Hold on. Here it comes. Driving the train. All right. Listen to this, guys. This is how it sounds when the windows are open. Uh, yeah. Usually the windows are closed. Holy cow. <laughs> hey, like, Ron, there he is. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm smart, you're not. Sounds like <laughs> six flags or something. All right, so we're going to shut the window now. Well, I kind of like the train, but all right. That sounds like crap. The Bingerowski Show for Friday, April 3rd, is brought to you in part by the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, Local 126 and District 8, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, are sponsors, as well as the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. Thanks, unions. You guys are awesome. Of course, today's Bendrovsky Show is also brought to you in part by our good friends at the Chicago Federation. Of labor, I know Brianna on the live stream chat says no singing, but well, <laughs> Ben Jarofsky, please yep. song of the day. Yep, yep.
1: Dum, 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 dum. I
0: love you. I'm happier
1: than the morning sun. Oh wait, I gotta say a shout out to Bill
0: Withers. He died. Do you know who Bill Withers is? Yes, the Ben Jarofsky show starts now. How do you know who Bill Withers is? It is Friday, April 3rd, and live from Ben's house, this is the Ben Jarotsky Show. Today on the program, it's another cannabis conversation with Lisa Solomon and Stephen Goth. And now your host. You would think every day would be a cannabis conversation <laughs> with him, but he hasn't smoked marijuana since 1979.
1: Uh, actually, it would be 1980 or 81. I can't remember because I was stoned at the time. Chicago <laughs> Reader columnist Ben Jarowski. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarowski here. We're calling this Jimmy Door Friday, and here's what. But before I get to that, let me have a moment of silence. I just recall, remembered when I was saying that, that Bill Withers died. I loved Bill Withers. one of my favorite singers of the 70s. So just a moment of silence for the great Bill Withers. D, I give you credit for even knowing who he is because mm-hmm. his um, he hasn't had a pop hit in a long time. But Bill Withers, hold on. Just a five-second moment of silence for one of my favorite singers of all
2: time, Bill Withers.
1: There we go. Uh, ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Jimmy Door Friday, and here's why. Because I'm feeling very Jimmy door like today. An explanation? Jimmy Door is the left, very left of center podcast host of a show called the... Jimmy Dore Show. That's correct. Title. Thank you, uh, Robert Mueller. Anyway, back in the old days, remember these good old days, uh, Dee? Day, uh, Dennis and I would drive home from the studio. Sometimes we'd be driving. Dennis would be driving, <laughs> heading down the road, and we'd be listening to the Jimmy Dore Show on Dennis's phone. And uh, it was, he was a highlight. Huh? Remember those good old days, Dee, when we'd be driving home? Yesterday, all my troubles. Anyway, um, I'm not going to sing anymore today. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, I listened to a lot of Jimmy Dore with Dennis. i got mixed feelings about Jimmy Dore. Um, on one hand, uh, oh, God, he's really, really hard on centrist Democrats. Uh, and, in fact, he's pretty much hard on any Democrat not named Bernie Sanders or Tulsi Gabbard. He loves Tulsi Gabbard, people. Uh, as- I heard
0: someone say that about you the other day. <laughs>
1: Who? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, really? Uh, I don't think so. Not a big fan of Tulsi Gabbard. Anyway, um, as such, he's always pointing out the hypocrisies, the inconsistencies, the do what I say, not as I do, deviousness of centrist Democrats. Even people like Elizabeth Warren. He's really hard on Elizabeth Warren so you know i got mixed feelings when i hear this i'm driving down the road with d and i'm listening to him ripping democrats uh, and he's doing it from the left okay he's 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 a guy on the left so he's not a right winger ripping democrats he's a left winger ripping democrats so he's going at them right at where they're most vulnerable to people like me so like i said i have mixed feelings when i hear this on the one hand i'm like jimmy 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 you know you gotta be so hard on him. i mean you know i'm a lifelong democrat so it's like I voted, I can't remember the last time I voted Republican at the moment. It'll come to me in a moment, but it's been a long, long time since I voted Demo- uh, voted Republican. So I pretty much, you know, I vote for the lesser of two evils more often than not. I have this instinctual need to push the ballot after, you know, anybody with a D next to their name. So, you know, Jimmy, do you have to be so hard on the Dems? You're making it that hard, much harder for the Dem to win. And that's like the inner Democrat in me is saying that. Uh, hey, you know, I'm worried you're turning off Bernie bros. Oh, I'm sorry, Bernie supporters, you know. And, um, you know, come on, Jimmy, be nicer. And then the other hand, you know, there's part of me, D, that inner lefty that's saying, you know, he's right. Jimmy <laughs> Dore's is right. Who's the other guy that's with Jimmy Dore, by the way? Do you remember his name? The, the, the guy who looks like our friend?
0: No, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris. <laughs>
1: The Jimmy Dore has a, a assistant or sidekick, whatever you want to call him, who uh, chimes in from time to time. Looks just like our good friend Chris Raggi. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so this is uh, uh, you know I've, I've torn uh, over Jimmy Dore because more often than not, I have to concede he has a very good point if he's not absolutely right. So this is just my way of saying, folks, that I'm feeling very Jimmy Dore. Today in regards to the View. Now we talked about this yesterday. Uh, the View uh, had Bernie Sanders on as a uh, guest, and we did a whole riff yesterday. We played bits and pieces of the interview, their questions, etc. And you know, ordinarily I would move on, but I haven't been able to shake it. I'm just like I'm walking down the street, I'm thinking about the View's interview with Bernie, and I'm like talking to people that did you hear the View's interview with Bernie? It's typical me. I get obsessed with things. You know how I get, and. Um, You know, it's just like that interview said more about the view and the implicit biases they have than it did about Bernie Sanders. And the moment in that interview that just sticks with me the most to this, it's like I haven't been able to shake it, uh, is when one of the hosts, I can't remember which one it was, uh, was asking Bernie, and she said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the exact quote. Hmm, Dennis is moving around over here. Uh, She's paraphrasing, said, Uh, Some people said you're using COVID-19 epidemic as an excuse to get uh, Congress to pass Medicare for All. You know, I still can't get over that. Again, the implicit assumption is that there is something wrong with making sure that people have health care. I mean, I I could see, you know, if she was saying that some people are saying that you are using COVID-19, the pandemic, to, let's say, get a contract. For your brother-in-law who has a mask-making company, or a company that will have a mask-making company uh, contract, or your brother-in-law who has nothing to do with mask-making, but you're going to get him a contract, even just to get him money. I mean, in other words, like inside training. I could, I could see her being upset and outraged and want to ask about an obvious example of him exploiting a crisis for his own personal benefit or for the own personal benefit of someone in his family. But this is different. This is like she's questioning the sanity of whether he should use the pandemic as a reason to give people something that they need. Like they need health care right now. Because we're sick. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And our crazy healthcare system is largely based on your ability to have a job. You get your health care by and large through your employment. If you don't have a job, guess what? You don't have health care. So people need healthcare now more than anything else. This is the exact example of the why we need a Medicare for All plan. And, and in terms of like the issue of how much it cost, I mean, are we really going to argue this? Congress just passed a $2 trillion bailout bill. Did, no discussion. It's like, hurry up, get it passed. There's got another one right around the corner. So for some reason, we're still fixated on that old conversation of whether we can afford something that we absolutely need. But it's like this bias is so deeply rooted in the minds of centrist Democrats. That's like this instinct that they have to be against something that most of the people in their party want. But for some reason or another, they think they can't win if they champion a value that Democrats are supposed to believe in. They can't win unless they sell out the value, the very values and the things they're supposed to be espousing. It's like. We've been brainwashed by years of Republican commercials to be against the very things we're supposed to be for. And so there's this question, like Bernie is on the defensive because he is arguing on behalf of a service that everybody needs. It's like, well, there are people, there are critics who say you're using the COVID uh, epidemic uh, to pass health care for all. What's your response for that? It it's not an excuse to pass healthcare for all. It's the reason we need healthcare for all. D, I'm I'm utterly obsessed with this. Like I said, I've been thinking about this uh ever since I heard that bit. I've been going around talking. I call people on the phone. Did you hear the view? Oh no, man. I'm watching Tiger King. Did you hear the view? <laughs> By the way, I haven't forgotten Tiger King. We're gonna be discussing Tiger King later today, D. Anyway, so I I I, I, I got to tell you, folks, I, I mean, I'm trying not to be too Jimmy door like I'm trying to say, you know, at some point you have to make a compromise uh, with your, like, values, if you will. You know what I mean? You have to agree to, you have to concede that you're not going to get everything you want the train d but the windows are closed yes there goes the train (laughs) so i understand that sometimes you're not going to get everything you want and sometimes you have to settle on candidates that don't you don't really agree with and it looks as though the democrats are determined to stick with joe biden uh (laughs) even though he's a very weak candidate to put it mildly i understand that i understand that at some point i have to decide perhaps between joe biden and donald trump and i will definitely vote for joe biden definitely vote for joe biden over donald trump but i don't know i i really don't know I, I don't think that we as democrats and i say this as a lifelong democrat we as democrats should continually sell out the things we're supposed to believe in the most and so yes i like to say i'm having my jimmy Dore moment we got a great show today everybody lisa solomon here uh, cannabis conversation we'll continue the conversation uh, by the way cannabis sales are up I don't know if you saw this, D, in the Sun-Times, uh, very strong, no surprise there, people are freaking out. They need to medicate themselves, they need to relax and uh, calm down, so we're having a cannabis conversation All right. with the great Lisa Salmon and uh, plenty of political talk ahead of us. But first, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois, the man they call the doctor with the
0: news. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy Friday. All right, uh, let's go to the live stream chat before we move on here. Uh, shout out to our good friend Kyle. Kyle says, no, not a fan of, he did this in periods, not period, a fan of Jimmy Dore. Yeah, I hear you, Kyle. I I, I get you. I understand
1: exactly what you're saying. At my moments. Uh, Dennis and I would listen to him and I would go, I I don't know. He's really being unfair, particularly to Elizabeth Warren. Right, D. I mean, that's what I would say. I don't. Know so
0: nihilistic sure. and apathetic. Used to listen to him, but he really doesn't seem to believe in anything but trying to make a buck.
1: Uh, well, okay. First of all, you know, you got to make a buck, so there's that. Uh, he does believe in Tulsi Gabbard. He loves Tulsi Gabbard, uh, and uh, but you know, I see your point. Uh, I see your point. You know, I got my issues with him. So, but I'm just saying, there's um, uh, sometimes the. I get the feeling that the centrist Democrats have left reality uh or they've moved too far to the right and that's when i have these jimmy Dore moments that's what i'm getting at but i see your point yes he is he gets to be very nihilistic sometimes uh on the other hand his he did this great uh riff about the obama center remember that one d i don't know if you're i may have watched that on my that own was a while ago yeah it was a while ago and uh it was a great riff he was pointing <laughs> He was pointing out about he was talking, doing a whole thing on gentrification of the like, Jimmy Dore's from Chicago uh, I don't know if, right. he hasn't lived here in a while anyway so yes every now and then I have my Jimmy Dore moments but I can understand uh, you know how some people he might rub some people the wrong way.
0: All right and uh, shout out to Pat Rod Pat Rod says uh, he was talking about the interview with Bernie uh, some people are saying you're using a global pandemic to push for healthy humans. Why do you hate <laughs> disease Bernie?
1: that sums it up that's uh, who's that pat rod yeah, was pat, pat rod. rod i
0: feel it man i feel it <laughs> and shout out to rose she says i agree that interview was shocking
1: yeah it was it was shocking uh it was shameful and uh you know the view's got to really uh, i don't know, take a look in the mirror i know this is notion you know that all of us uh, a-,
0: a rear view mirror yes
1: yeah, so wait here comes the Brown line, D.
0: okay. The brown line's been going every day for the last week, right? Why are you calling to it now?
1: Just you know, the people here going
0: by. Yeah, um, the,
1: I, you know, we have this uh, impulse when when we're interviewing someone, like y- you have to ask the, "quote unquote" the tough question. So let's say, uh, you know, like when Kim Fox was on the show, you have to ask him about Smollett Gate. Now the reality is, I personally thought Smollett Gate was completely overplayed. I thought that it was a manufactured issue. I thought that, that of all the issues facing uh, the state's attorney in the matter of criminal justice, Smollett-Gate wouldn't be in the top 20. And yet, I have to ask about it. So you, you, have, to, you have to play that game. Uh, remember when uh, J.B. Pritzker was running for governor's, one of my favorite examples, and he was proposing a fair tax, and the issue was how much would the rate be? And that was like the gotcha question, and you had to ask J.B. Pritzker that question. Uh, and he was never going to answer it, but you had to ask him the question anyway. So, you know, like we're, to a certain degree, there's parameters that you, you have to play with them when you're interviewing someone. But that said... The bias embedded in her question was just overwhelming, and it's it seemed like she was. It it, it almost seemed as though, uh, when she asked the question, she was justifying the notion that there was something wrong with a, a healthcare plan for all in the middle of a pandemic. So. I don't know. It's a different way of phrasing the question. You know, you could ask, do you think, hey, do you think that now that everybody realizes that how vulnerable we all are in the middle of this pandemic, you can get
0: health care for all past? I mean, the other way of asking the question. And Whoopi Goldberg on The View as well. She asked Bernie the question, oh, why the hell are you even running in the first place? Uh, so uh, we'll go ahead and ask you, Ben. We talked about this yesterday. Maybe you've had some time to think about it. We'll ask the live stream chat as well. What's the best Whoopi Goldberg movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, wow. The best. I think you said Ghost yesterday. Uh, yeah. Is that what it's called?
1: Ghost? Yes. Yeah, Ghost with uh, Patrick Swayze, right? Yep. And uh, I forget the uh, actress. Give me more. My, mo- my mom loves that movie. I like Ghost. I like it. It's got that righteous brothers song. I like Ghost. Yeah, it's good. And I like the other one, uh, Sister Act, where she sings.
0: I'm more of a Sister Act Two guy. <laughs> sister Act Two, I think, is the best Whoopi Goldberg movie. Live stream chat. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg movie? We have some Jumpin' Jack Flash fans out there. I don't. I mean, she is that one where she's the Private Eye. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. I'm not. <laughs> Not that good. (laughs) All
0: right. Aside from Whoopi Goldberg, let's find out what people who have to go outside and do things are up to in Chicago and/or Illinois this afternoon. First up, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot.
2: This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine.
0: Today the mayor is at Chicago Public Safety Headquarters to thank those who supported Chicago's police officers on the front lines of the coronavirus outbreak. Oh, and hey, this news story snuck by us yesterday. Ben, we have a new police chief.
2: Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming our next superintendent, David Brown.
0: Come on, Ben. Yes, the following comes from the Chicago Sun Times, Fran the Woman Spielman, and Sam Charles. Less than 24 hours after she received the names of three, count them three, finalists for the job, Mayor Lori Lightfoot on Thursday announced that she had selected a new Eddie Johnson. It's retired police chief <laughs> David Brown, and he's the next leader of the Chicago Police Department. Here is a bit from our new superintendent from yesterday's conference. I am deeply honored and humbled to be standing here today.
1: Like Mayor Lightfoot, I also want to give my personal thanks to Superintendent Beck for his leadership. Thank you, Charlie. But most of all, I want to give my thanks to Mayor Lightfoot for her faith and confidence in me. As you heard from the mayor, my life and career has taken place in the city of Dallas. But the call to service and to rise is one that is heard across the nation.
0: As any police officer will tell you, it's a call that crosses city lines and transcends state borders.
1: All right, uh, first of all, David Brown, welcome to Chicago from Dallas. And there's a lot of- uh, You'll love the pizza. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of inspiration and the Brown Line, you'll love the Brown Line <laughs> yeah. we have trains that run in the city of Chicago uh, so um, anyway, you, you're going to have a lot to learn about Chicago, but already you've demonstrated, you've learned something very important about Chicago the mayor is all powerful so it's very important to thank the mayor right up that front, okay, <laughs> i like to thank Lori Lightfoot, you know, he's no dummy that David Brown, and again. hey,
0: you better learn this one real quick you can't like both the Cubs and the White Sox, you gotta pick one
1: okay I completely disagree <laughs> with that one that that that's that dumb Chicago stuff that right there like oh, I'm a Southside early hey, but you're right everybody plays that game you gotta like one or the other you know, people come to you're, you're so right the Yeah. I, People come to Chicago and they go, okay, I have to figure this out. And then like, so like you're Barack Obama, you figure, which one do I like? First of all, I don't even think Barack Obama really likes baseball. Just throwing that out there, okay? So you got to like one or the other. So politically you figure out what's the advantageous. I know, I'm going to be on the South Side, so I like the South Side team. And everybody will think I'm a real Chicagoan. Lori Lightfoot's playing that game too. She goes, my beloved socks. she got the little socks jacket and everything like that, you know? Uh, But, you know, hey. I like both, although right now I'm not feeling those Cubs at all because of that Ricketts family. So here you go, David Brown. You really want to make it good with Chicago wins? Rip the Ricketts. Should have done that at the press conference yesterday. I'd like to say a couple things. First of all, I want to thank Lori Lightfoot, a great mayor. She's She walks on water, ladies and gentlemen. Secondly, I want to say, man, beep those Ricketts. Everybody <laughs> love you. That's 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 what you got to learn about Chicago. You got to hate the Rickets, all right? Tom Tunney, the him of the 44th Ward. The happiest thing that ever happened to him was he has the Rickets as his enemy, guaranteed re election. Just run against the Rickets. Nobody likes the Rickets in the city of Chicago. So, David
0: Brown, you better pick one, pal White Sox or Cubs. If you like the Astros, just don't even mention oh my God. that. So, uh, White Sox or Cubs, uh, you better not put ketchup on that damn hot dog, no, pal. Okay. And the third thing, oh, you better not go to that bar with a big drinks okay all right. <laughs> all right don't go to that bar with the big drinks yeah
1: don't be caught in a bar uh kissing a woman who's not your wife all right that's what the under that's the downfall of eddie johnson all right but seriously going back to david brown very inspirational story d did you see the his background the story that yeah. was laid out in the sun times is that part of your news story no. am i stepping on your no, story you're not. there okay. you're not go ahead James. uh and um raised by a single mom and his maternal grandparents he earned a scholarship at the university of texas at austin but he dropped out and took the police exam after his junior year when he returned home for the summer to find his neighborhood disintegrating because crack cocaine had landed like a bomb, the mayor said. All of that showed, quote, David views himself as part of the community. And uh, a source close to the police board search has described Brown's strength as his amazing personal story and his willingness to use that story to connect with citizens. His brother was murdered by drug dealers. His son was killed in a police shootout. His partner died in the line of duty. So, I obviously, uh, David Brown uh, knows a lot of, uh, about the hardships of life of the people uh, in the neighborhoods that have had the most tenuous relationship, to put it mildly, with the Chicago Police Department over the years. So, I really wish him the best of luck. And, uh, you know, I know the challenges are great, but I'm telling you, you're off to a good start praising the mayor. That's very important in the city of Chicago. Praise the mayor because no, you're an appointee of the mayor, and no appointee, be the Police Department, the Board of Education, the Park District, Health Department. Um, No appointee can ever allow him or herself to have a, a higher profile than the person who appoints him or her. So always, always, always. Praise the mayor. And when you start each press conference, well, you always got to say, I want to thank the mayor for her great leadership. Uh, the mayor's uh, advice has always been very important to me. And she's on top of things. You always got to say that, right? Mm-hmm. Always praise the mayor. And then at some point, realize that the mayor's about ready to throw you under a bus. Well, <laughs> if it's to the mayor's advantage, and this is particularly the case with police chiefs, if it's to the mayor's advantage, no matter how much you praised him or her, boom, you're gone. Gary McCarthy knows this all too well. Rahm Emanuel, in fact, I oh, can yeah. go back a little Gary McCarthy uh, memory. Gary McCarthy was the uh, uh, the uh, police chief that Rahm Emanuel selected after a nationwide search, and Rahm loved Gary McCarthy in that first year. Like 2012, Gary McCarthy was on the front lines at the during the NATO protests, and everybody was like into Gary McCarthy. And I remember Rom would go to he went to a White Sox game with Gary McCarthy. Yep, sitting next to Gary McCarthy, he was like basking the son of Gary McCarthy. They were good allies, and it seemed like they were good friends uh, coming into the uh, Rahm's run for re-election. And I remember in 2015, Rom did a, a budget hearing at South Shore Cultural Center. Uh, and uh, residents stormed the stage. They were so outraged. There were activists, protesters stormed the stage. Rom had to leave the stage, go out a back door, and Gary McCarthy was leading the way. Remember that? De- I don't know if we, I, we weren't on a show together then, but that was before we had the show together. Anyway, Aww. Gary <laughs> Gary McCarthy was leading the way. That's how close he was. He was protecting Rom with his body about a month later. Uh, when the beep hit the fan, over the Laquan McDonald video, Robert Manville said, "Said sorry, Gary. See that bus? You're <laughs> you're going underneath it." Uh, and then the same thing happened with Eddie Johnson when Mayor Lori Lightfoot uh, fired him because he was caught uh, in a bar, as Dennis said, uh, making out with a woman who was not his wife. So, uh, David Brown, best of luck to you. I wish you nothing but the best, but just. Be warned. More important about Chicago, way more important than ketchup on a hot dog. Feel free to put as much ketchup on a hot dog <laughs> as you want. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard of Chicago. Agreed. I'm from Chicago. I don't put ketchup on a hot dog.
0: And as a downstate hillbilly, I love ketchup.
1: Yeah, it's just like it's just like so these things that Chicagoans adopt. I'm not from Chicago, so, you know, I understand that I, I'm an outsider, so I guess I don't get a say in any of this, D. But the things that Chicagoans adopt, like they love their mayor. Oh, the mayor, the sun rises and sets on the mayor. I never understood yeah, you've that. you've never
0: adopted that one. Uh, no,
1: I've never adopted that one, ketchup on a hot dog. I don't like ketchup on a hot dog, but personally, it's not because I'm from Chicago or live in Chicago. It's because I just don't like ketchup on a hot dog. If I like ketchup on a hot dog, I would put it on, whether I lived in Chicago or not. And the whole, I'm from the South Side. I don't like the Cubs. I'm from the north side they don't like the socks dumb chicago no dumb stuff that chicagoans do so david brown feel don't worry about that stuff that's all that nonsense stuff uh, made up about chicago but the one thing you can't forget in the city of chicago the mayor is all-powerful. The sun rises and sets on the mayor. Make sure you never forget that, and you'll do okay in the city as
0: you And, David about. Brown, maybe write this down, this question here. If someone invites you to go somewhere, just always remember to ask, is that the place with the big drinks?
1: <laughs> Stay away from the place. Remember when Maya? We, we That was, uh, God, another day. It's the it, Eddie uh, G- uh Eddie Gate it was a huge yeah. story in the city of Chicago before we were all hunkering down uh from the pandem- pandemic and uh I think it was Maya went to the bar and t- had a few drinks Remember that? Oh, day? yeah. She yeah. came on the show. Hey, oh, well, I'm sure she loves that impression
0: you got. All right. And uh, in other city news, for those wondering, speaking of the pandemic, uh, according to Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Lollapalooza is still scheduled for now. By the way, if Lollapalooza still being scheduled was on your plate of concerns at the moment, you're an idiot. <laughs> I hope we social distance from each other our entire lives. Uh, But, Ben here's a question. Uh, It's one I bet a lot of people are actually wrestling with right Mm -hmm. now, so I'll throw it to you and our live stream audience as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't worry, we're going to answer everybody's uh, favorite uh, Whoopi Goldberg movie question. (laughs) We're going to get to that too, all (laughs) right? But I'm going to throw another question over to the live stream chat as well. After all this is said and done, which depending uh, who you ask is April 30th? Probably not. Probably way longer. But how long? Ben Jarofsky, and live stream audience, how long will it be until you decide to attend a crowded public event? Oh, my. That is a great question. Uh, Right now, I can't
1: ever imagine going to. By the way, this picture in the Sun-Times, it shows interim police superintendent Charlie Beck. That's the guy they brought in from L.A. when they threw Eddie Johnson under the bus. They brought in Charlie Beck from L.A. uh, uh, And he's patting David Brown on the back. And they're awfully close. What? Come on, fellas. Come on, guys mixed messaging okay dennis is talking about this all the time you're sending out different messages you're not supposed to be patting people on the back during the pandemic uh anyway how long will it be a long time listen dude i got this bad everybody knows i been pretty honest about it. I got my issues with germs so when I go for my walk I'm walking down the street and I see the people coming at me pfft, walk right across the street boom I don't play around D yeah. right across the street then you go across the street uh oh someone's coming at you I feel like Walter Payton boom cut back and then go to the other street uh oh here's a guy with a dog you ever know sometimes there's guys with two dogs that's the whole sidewalk folks I got the sidewalk you're yeah, gonna have to go into the street two doggers what are you doing <laughs> so anyway it's gonna be a really long time right like- before I overcome uh the paranoia and you know the the fear i have and um so yeah be a very very and the the notion of going to lollapalooza well i just never in any
0: way tempted me oh, yeah. in a million years. I mean, you love it, but, <laughs> um, God, I,
1: I missed that gag. Remember this summer day? It was like, Ben loves Lollapalooza, uh, ladies
0: and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. But no, seriously, uh, me personally, I'm just taking the year off on stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just riding my bike. Because you know, Lollapalooza could still be scheduled, but will people go? That's the question, right?
1: I don't know. I just um, I can't imagine a world without uh, this uh, coronavirus scare. You You've know, always
0: been able to watch Lollapalooza on a live stream, so uh, maybe Is that true. Yeah, yeah. I watch it every year on the live stream.
1: I so, did not know that.
0: Yeah, I've told you that before.
1: You have? Yes. I remember. A lot of times during oh. that whole bit. It's all that reefer I smoked. Wait, know. time out. You're telling me that Lollapalooza, people go to Lollapalooza when I could just watch it on TV? Yeah, for free.
0: Did, His, did mind, not, is no. His <laughs> mind is blown.
1: His mind is blown. Wow, you guys really love crowds. Oh, Ben, you really can't get into it unless you're in the crowd,
0: man. How long will it be until you attend another public event? Uh, Brianna says six months at least. People mm. are dirty.
1: Yeah, people are dirty. And by the way, uh, speaking of Lollapalooza and, and big events that have been uh, uh, that take place in the summer, the Democrats. And did you see this, D? The Democrats have moved back their convention from mm-hmm. July to August. Mm-hmm. You know, this interesting little thing that's, it's going to take place in Milwaukee. Uh, and Joe Biden, I believe, had a hand in making that. You're not the nominee yet, Joe. All right. I know the view has said, Bernie, get out of the race. But the view doesn't determine who the nominee is. Joe Biden said, oh, let's move it back. Joe Biden is like painting the walls of the White House already.
0: <laughs> you know, you give Joe Biden such a hard time. He's a smart guy. We'd reassess the recommended period for keeping businesses <laughs> shut and people at home. Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself?
1: We have to take care (laughs) of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. Got it? Got that D? It's deep. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Dems, there's your
0: guy. There's your guy, Biden bros. Shout out to Pat Rod. Pat Rod says, I'll be at my favorite bar the day they open. But concert level crowds? I don't know a year. I'm right there with you, Pat. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. This
1: one is tough. I got to tell you, it's going to be a while. And uh, you know, I I was. I go to Bulls games. I went. I baseball games. Socks and Cubs. Probably more socks this year than Cubs because I can't stand the rickets. Uh, But um, this is tough. Yeah, it's going to take a while. I think for me, just to overcome the fear and the paranoia. And then then there's like, there's so much uncertainty. I shouldn't head down a gloom and doom country, you know, about the the pandemic coming back. We think it's over and then it comes back. So, you know what? There's just so much uncertainty over it. I've gotten Mm -hmm. so accustomed to the quarantine life D. you know, I've gotten so accustomed uh, to just venturing out only when (laughs) nobody's around, you know, I can't even go to the park, my beloved park. I'm with you, Lori, Mayor Lightfoot. I'm following your orders. I've not gone to the park. i not snuck down to the park. But I heard Mark Brown's been sneaking over to that hill. Dude. Just saying. No, just kidding.
0: I, I know he's not doing it. Kyle says, uh, are crowds considered 10-plus people? I'm an introvert, so my avoidance with crowds will be forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some people who had that going uh, to, to start with. I'm not a big fan of I, just the notion of Lollapalooza. Uh, it just freaked me out. Just too many people, sweaty bodies packed together. It's just, I would never want to go to Lollapalooza in the first place. But, you, you know, to each his own. So uh, they're just being really optimistic, Dave, that they think they there's even a chance right. they're going to get Lollapalooza in this year. Just real, a lot of optimism up there. I guess they just think it's too much for people to say uh, they're canceling it.
0: By the way, Kyle's favorite will be Goldberg movie, The Color Purple.
1: It's a good movie. Uh, Very good movie for 10 trivia points, D. Who directed that movie?
0: Uh, Ice Cube. Uh, No. (laughs) Steven Spielberg. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Moving on here, let's talk some statewide news. It looks like our governor, J.B. Pritzker, is roping in some Illinois celebrities as they are enlisted to urge Illinois residents To stay at home. J.B. Pritzker on Thursday announced a promotional campaign featuring Illinois-centric celebrities encouraging residents to follow his order to stay home throughout April. Ben, they called you, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're on this commercial? Yeah. I mean, hi, everybody. Benny J here. Stay at home. Here's the brown line. I mean, they didn't call me. I'm sure they called you, though, right? Yeah,
1: they called me. I was on the phone all day yesterday with JB. Look, JB, I'd love to help you out, but I'm a very busy guy. I'm going for a walk right now, okay?
0: Now, I know you're not listed here, but I know you, you had to have done this, but it says here, All in Illinois features videos from comedian Jane Lynch, Olympic gold medalist and fellow 618er downstater Jackie Joyner-Kersey and others. Any uh, any people you'd like to see uh chicago illinois people yeah well he's not an illinois person everywhere but uh
1: michael jeffrey jordan stay at home michael Je- he's still the probably the number one most popular sports figure in the state of illinois in fact good news i t- said this before i'll repeat it their uh espn and abc has that special on the bulls i'm not all, I'm a lot of not allowed to talk about sports but i'm doing it in uh you know in conjunction with the virus D, okay? Uh, so they've got this special, I think it's a six-part special about the Bulls of the 90s, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, uh, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and that's releasing, they're releasing it early because everybody's just locked at home, so they're going to have Great ratings. So I would say Michael Jordan. I still think Michael Jordan is the most popular sports celebrity uh, f- having anything to do with the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago, even though he doesn't even live here anymore. I Although would, he still
0: has a mansion. I would love to hear from Lori Metcalf, AKA Aunt Jackie on Roseanne.
1: I well, think Lori awesome. Metcalf. Yeah, yeah she uh, from Steppenwolf Theater down in Chicago. I don't know. Does she still live in, in the state of Illinois? Well, she's uh, from Illinois.
0: Good enough. Uh, when to expect your $1,200 stimulus check? Well, according to Lynn Sweet in the Chicago. Sun-Times. The first payments are tentatively set to go out the week of April 13th. And finally, in statewide news here, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, just like every day, For the time being, even on Saturdays and Sundays, Governor J.B. Pritzker will be giving his daily COVID-19 press briefing. Please make sure to watch it, all right? If you're watching uh, on the live stream, we'll try to jump off here uh, after uh, J.B. Pritzker's speech begins. And you know, guys, we're lucky to have a governor who actually gives a crap. If you're in Illinois looking to get informed and only watching Donald Trump press briefings on this, please... Do yourself a favor. Maybe don't watch those. Get the highlights online and watch Governor Pritzker's daily press briefings if you're looking to get informed. I mean, I'm telling you that. I'm sure you already know. But uh, we talked about the near future of live public events a little bit there. But what about the near future of political campaigning and specifically yeah that big election coming in november Uh, this was actually today's top talker in illinois politico from shia kapos and ben it does raise an interesting question so let's talk about it here it says uh, some political campaigns have to come to a screeching halt due to the coronavirus outbreak Obviously, while others have taken a break from sending out digital solicitations during this time of uncertainty, residents are scared the economy has been whacked and hundreds of thousands of Illinois residents are filing for unemployment. Uh, Asking for money can sound a little tone deaf right now, especially if you're a candidate with nearly seven million dollars in the bank and no challenger in the upcoming general election. Candidates like Democratic Representative Raja Krishnamoorthy. It says here Democratic Representative Raja Krishnamoorthy has been sending out fundraising emails and text messages to potential donors. He's been doing this for weeks. Uh, he's careful to acknowledge the sensitivity of what we're going through, saying, quote, please let us know if we can help you during these challenging times. But the message also wraps up with can you donate one Democratic political observer who didn't want to go on the record because they, quote, like Krishna Memorial. Well, okay. <laughs> I,
1: I just. All right. I'm sorry, um, D
0: <laughs> Don't mention who I am. Uh, but I'll. <laughs> One Democratic political observer who didn't want to go on the record because they, quote, like Krishnamurthy, man, this wimp said that yeah, the, a wimp. <laughs> the tone of the email is right. It's respectful and acknowledges what's happening in the world. But there's a question about whether he should be doing it at all, given his easy path to victory. Krishnamurthy's uh, hefty bank account allows him to donate uh, to other candidates. He just doled out $250,000 to other congressional campaigns this week. And he's not the only Illinois candidate who's still pushing out fundraising emails, even though they're almost guaranteed to win in November. Uh, Democratic Representative Chuy Garcia and Democrat Marie Newman also have pushed out emails asking for money. Uh, they're sensitive in how they address the coronavirus, but they still ask for donations. So Ben Jarofsky, what say you uh, in the last three weeks, the world has been flipped upside down. What is your take on this and asking for money right now uh, if you're running a campaign? All right.
1: This is one of my favorite themes. Thank you for uh, addressing this and raising this. First of all, even though it's not directly related uh, to the question you asked, let me just take a moment here. It's like Bernie Sanders answering a question in the debate, right? Oh, I'll get to that question, but I want to talk about what I want to talk about for. And then there was always the remember the good old days of the debates. The no, answer the question. There was like the the, the really enraged <laughs> questionnaire. Don't deviate uh anyway and then the crowd would be yelling at Bernie because then we later learned that the crowd was filled in with Dems uh you know corporate donors etc I know that's a tangent within a tangent just can I just one of my pet peeves are people who don't allow their names to be used on quotes that are you know what are you hiding from they, with, with the person say this is just a pet peeve of mine be. you know they uh, they didn't want to be identified because what they like Raja what is Roger God? You you know what I mean? You can't even mildly criticize the guy. You could say you like him, but I disagree with this. You could say Roger's a great guy. And I really appreciate the, the the tough questions he asks of Republicans, but
0: pandemic and people are still doing the off the record, off the
1: record. Don't (laughs) you could use this, but don't put my name on it. You know, I mean, I feel as though our public schools should give classes in learning to speak publicly in other words you should have teach people how to say things in such a way that you don't offend necessarily but you get your point across you know don't be afraid to speak but now it's true so many powerful people have such thin skin Lori Lightfoot has thin skin all right and uh, so you got to really worry. David Brown, going back to you, police chief, never, ever, ever say anything bad about Lori Lightfoot. So maybe, I don't know, uh, I've had Roger on the show. He seems like a nice guy, but maybe behind the scenes he's a tyrant, you know? So who knows? But it just seems so wimpy and it undercuts, you know, it undercuts the integrity of what you're saying. I do wanna, don't quote me on that. And then it's so mild. You know, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't know, it's acceptable to have a difference of opinion with Raja on the issue of uh, solicitations. All right, two solicitations. Um, You know, the world goes on. People need money. Campaigns need money. So you have to ask for it. And so I think it's... um I don't think there's anything tremendously wrong with asking for campaign contributions during a pandemic, particularly since the Democrats are essentially in hand-to-hand combat with Donald Trump and the Republicans. And this is my main point. Uh, In in that piece, the Politico, uh, who did the story? Shia did the story. That piece uh, was concentrating on Democrats who are doing this. I'd like to point out Republicans do this all the time. And I say this. I uh, somehow or other got on the Tea Party mailing list, and now I'm on a bunch of mailing lists. Emails come in every day. In fact, yeah, I took when you started doing that. Just took a look. I have two solicitations that have come to my email address in the last half hour. Or however, we've been on the air uh, from the Tea Party. I get solicitations from Mitch McConnell. He's desperate, folks. Mitch McConnell, the Senate president, uh, senator from Kentucky in a re-election battle against Amy McGrath and the Democrats. He's on the ropes. He is desperate. I get daily emails from Mitch McConnell going, we didn't make our fundraising goals. We didn't make our fundraising goals. Help, help. Arr, arr. And they get the Republican Party. They send me emails every day. Chuck Schumer is outraising us. Chuck Schumer is out. Now they, they're like trying to scare me into scare me of all people into giving money to them when i see that i don't know what to do i'm like part of me thinks they're just messing with my mind you know what i mean they're just trying to like use fear to get people to contribute uh to the um uh, to the party so i don't take it serious on the other hand i'm like optimistic wow there's a desperate tone to what they're saying maybe they are on the ropes maybe the democrats will prevail in november like monroe anderson says so that's mitch mcconnell newt gingrich Newt Gingrich is sending out text messages or excuse me emails all the time. We need help to, to take back Congress. He's all about Mitch. Mitch McConnell's all about uh, holding on to the Senate for Republicans. Newt Gingrich is all about taking back Congress uh, from the Democrats. Donald John uh, Donald John Trump Jr. Baby Trump. He's always sending me uh, emails. Daddy needs help, and he's too desperate. L- lately, he's been desperate. D. They're they're not making their goals. They're not meeting their fundraising goals. Kevin McCarthy, a congressman from California. He sends me emails, fundraising emails. So on one hand, I know it seems what, insensitive in the moment of pandemic when we're all locked in and there's fear and we're afraid and there's people whose lives are literally at stake They're on the front lines, those healthcare workers to be thinking of something like a political campaign, but the reality is the political campaigns in November Democrats, uh, the Democrats that are disadvantaged, the Republicans control the Senate, they control the Supreme Court, they control the, uh, the presidency, they, they have their own news network that uh, pumps out propaganda for them around the clock, Fox, they have a built-in audience of 45% that will follow Donald Trump off a cliff no matter what he does, no matter what he says. So they have a huge advantage and they have a huge advantage in fundraising right now. So you could pretend as though this is my problem. Goes back to Dems. You could pretend as though, oh, we have to play by the rules. We're just one nation. I believe sounds like that- a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the Dems. Rule. These are Biden Bros. Ben, you have don't understand. Swing voters in Wisconsin will be offended if they know that you're being engaged in politics. Meanwhile, here comes while wow, my these. Bernie, bro, uh, Bernie bro. bros, Bernie bros, Biden bros, watch it. It's okay to say Biden bros not yes. Bernie bros. While these Biden bros are sending me, uh, these, you know, emails, I'm getting solicitations from Newt Gingrich. We're in danger of losing that, of not gaining the house back. I get emails from, uh, Donald John Trump Jr. Help daddy. By the way, they're selling hats and mugs. I, I used to get these emails to say, hurry. During the pandemic folks, I haven't seen one in a couple of days, but during the pandemic, you can still get your Donald Trump mug. Just contribute x amount of money, and then I get these emails. D where people are saying like, "You haven't. We haven't heard from you. You're in danger of being off our mailing list." You've never heard from me. <laughs> I know. Like in danger. Please take me off the mailing list. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is my response. My response. It's sort of like the fair map thing. I would say all Democrats should cease. Uh, solicitations over the internet when republicans do it but republicans aren't doing it so if democrats want to play by the rules they want to be uh sensitive to the concerns of voters who may be offended uh, by solicitations and they just want to do the right thing go ahead don't do solicitations. Just lose the elections. It's a typical thing. The rules apply to Democrats, but they don't apply to Republicans. So I'm saying, you know, Raja, keep on doing it. Whatever. When Mitch McConnell stops, Raja can stop.
0: All right, Ben, let's do a little scenario here. That's uh, my opinion. I'm going to pretend I'm calling you up here, and uh, you just give me an answer here. <laughs> 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 Are you going to answer the phone? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, hello? Uh hi, Apindruski, uh, Raja Krishnamurthy here. i was wondering if you can uh, donate some money to help out our campaign.
1: Uh sorry, call Dennis. He's got more oh, money than I okay, do. Okay. the doctor. You call the doctor. <laughs> He's got tons of money. Did you know that Dennis is a uh, wealthy podcaster? Yeah, a filthy liar. No, man. I And the funny thing is, I've said this already, Ra- I get Raja's solicitations. I, I get them. And they come in my wife's name. It's one of the little curious quirks about fundraising appeals. Somehow or other, he thinks, my wife, uh, is at my email? Not that he himself is doing that. And you're right, Raja will never lose an election. I mean, he's unbeatable, so he's just amassing this fortune. He's going to be the king of the uh, northwest side and the northwest suburbs, just doling out money.
0: Anyway, hey, any politicians out there listening, I will never give any of you money. I don't care who you are. Okay. Uh, shout out to the meanest Illinois political bulldog in the yard, the one, the only. Rich Miller of Capital Facts. People go check Capital Facts out uh, if you're looking for some good Illinois news. Uh, Looks like uh, he posted here uh, something that Lori Lightfoot is doing at the moment. Uh, This is about an hour ago. It looks like Lori Lightfoot has taken to Twitter. Uh, She's doing Q and A. So you ask Lori Lightfoot a question, and she will video uh, her answer, and then she tweets it. So we have some examples here. Let's see if we can play some of them. Uh, Let's see here. Like I said, this is on Twitter. Go check this out Uh, she answers some questions here and the first question uh, hashtag ask mayor lightfoot Uh, the question is my daughter and her roommates all but one were laid off due to this crisis can their landlord forcibly evict them right now although they are able to pay rent on a month to month with all of a sudden uh, excuse that no pets are allowed that's the question here so let's go for Lori's answer
2: Regarding evictions, I know this is a very tough time for people, particularly with the first of the month here, and folks are worried about whether or not they're gonna be able to make rent or make their mortgage payments. But we took action and didn't wait. We set up a $2 million fund that's available for, for folks Um, who are suffering through rent um, concerns or mortgage concerns. You can find out information about that by uh, going to the City's Department of Housing and look on their website uh, to find out how you might qualify uh, for assistance. I'm also heartened that early on Sheriff Tom Dart said no evictions um, that he was going to enforce through April 30th. There's more that we're working on and we know that this is a serious um, issue, but I'm calling on all banks hold mortgages, all landlords. This is a time of need. Show your renters, show your mortgage holders some grace and give people a chance to weather the storm without worrying about whether or not uh, they're gonna have a place to lay their head. Please, we all have to be in this together and that means banks and landlords also have to step up. If you can give some space and forbearance uh, so that people don't have to pay their rent for the month of April, we need to do that.
0: Encouraging words, Encour-
1: from Yeah, and I—that's the right tone, I think. And uh, so I get her credit for that. But uh, Maya was on the show on Tuesday, and she was—we were going through this. We we're going through the, the, the laws, uh, and the reality is, uh, even though the sheriff uh, is not enforcing evictions, um, you could still. Uh, there can still be a case filed against you for not paying your rent, uh, as Maya pointed out. So I think Lori is absolutely correct, a mayor, life, I should say, is absolutely correct uh, to urge, uh, you know, landlords to show a little grace. That's a good way of phrasing it at this time of need. But the reality is, they can still uh, file a case against you uh, electronically. Uh, even though the courthouse is closed. And then people will wake up, let's say, in June when this is passed and realize they're facing eviction proceedings. So uh, the reality is one thing and the request is another. But she's asking people to do the right thing and can't always count on people
0: to do the right thing. Now, I I know Ben mentioned I'm filthy rich, so uh, what I (laughs) usually do when it comes to rent, I typically wait about 10 days anyway. (laughs) So... I'm just doing what I normally do and waiting to see what happens. Let's you see if know you I mean? just
1: wait 20 days and see what happens. Yeah, if dude. they even notice, <laughs> sometimes it's good to fly under the radar, D. You know what I'm
0: saying? That's, fly under the radar. That's my entire life. All right, we got one more question. <laughs> oh, I like
1: these, these Lori. Lightfoot yeah, this is places. a
0: really cool thing that yeah, yeah, yeah. she's doing here. Uh, This one a little more lighthearted. Uh, everybody knows uh, in the last two weeks they've seen the Lori Lightfoot memes after she uh, scalded the citizens of Chicago for going out to the lakefront. Uh, uh, memes have been everywhere, of her just standing there. They, they asked her, uh, let's see here, it says, uh, question, do you have a favorite meme of you that people have made? We've seen the lighter side of Lori Lightfoot lately. Here's her answer.
2: So the question is about uh, which meme that I like. I gotta tell you, um, I love them and keep them coming. They're, they're funny. Um, it's hard to pick one, um, so I won't. I'll pick a couple. Um, I like the Last Supper one. Uh, I like the one of me uh, popping up in the refrigerator, um, and I like the (laughs) Wheel of Fortune one. I won't repeat uh, what the answer is, uh, but it's pretty funny. And, of course, I like the one of me being beamed uh, my face uh, over the skyline. Uh, I do feel like uh, I have a responsibility to watch over the whole city, um, so that really captures uh, my sentiment um, precisely. So thank you, and thanks for the creativity.
0: There you go. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's pretty funny. Good sense of humor, Ray Lorie Lightfoot, and uh, it's moments like this that you know I can appreciate uh, strong leadership from a mayor. Uh, although I teased her last week, if you recall, Dee, uh, <laughs> when she was scolding Chicagoans for going to the lakefront, and I was pointing out that, well, you know, you didn't exactly uh, head off this disaster by, or this potential disaster by looking at your weather app to see that was a beautiful day the next day. Just had to tease her a little bit, but she's done a good job. You know, by the way, Dee, I don't know if you know this, uh, but uh, this is one year anniversary uh, one year anniversary. I saw that in my beloved Bright One, uh, Chicago. Sometimes had a story that uh, it's been one year since Lori Lightfoot was elected mayor. Uh, God dang, the year has gone fast. And um, I believe that uh, this is her finest moment so far. Uh, I don't. I would. Was not a huge Lori Lightfoot fan during the school strike. I think we all know that. I was very critical of her. Uh, she's not as progressive as I would have liked to have seen. Uh, did not applaud her on the Lincoln Yards deal. But I have to say, over the last uh, two weeks, she's really, um, she's done a great job, in my humble opinion, of getting the message out about the need to social distance, you know, and um, also showing a sense of humor uh, and rolling with the punches, uh, (laughs) all these memes. So good job, Lori Lightfoot. Happy one-year anniversary, and uh, thank you for uh, looking out for us, or or being with us in this moment of crisis. How about that, Dean?
2: This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So there you are, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a little break here, and we come back. Our cannabis conversations continues. It's Lisa Solomon with a gentleman named Stephen Goff. Ben, you talked with Stephen a little bit before the interview. Uh, what do you think it's so far? What are, what are we gonna talk about here?
1: Vaping, vaping, vaping. Oh, you know, people are going are indulging. We'll talk a little bit about how many the sales uh, people are do- Man legalized reefer was right on time D right on time it's amazing to think how much the conversation has shifted I just I used to talk about I can't believe we're even discussing a uh, legalization of reefer or excuse me can, I'm sorry of cannabis uh given the fact that about 10 years ago no politician would dare to oh my god didn't just thinking back to that it conversation where the we just had where the you know she had quoted the the politician saying Uh, don't quote me by name but uh you know i dare to criticize raja a little bit it was and it was about 10 years ago that politicians would say to me ben don't quote me uh you know i'd like to smoke a joint every now and then but i don't know i don't know where i don't want to be too far ahead of the voters in this and so now not only uh is it legal but uh People are embracing it. There's a movement to get uh, delivery services in Illinois. Uh, We're really rapidly moving into the era of reality, which is that people use uh, marijuana, cannabis, reefer, whatever you want to call it, to deal with the pains of life. So we'll be talking about that with Lisa Solomon. All
0: right, everybody, get ready. Lisa Solomon, Stephen Goff coming up. Our Cannabis Conversation series continues. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show, live from Ben's house.